Yo, 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 Thought Warriors. What is up? Higher Learning is on. It is I, Van Lathan Jr. And it is me, Rachel Lynn Lindsay. Rachel Lindsay no, of the no, Dallas no. Oak Cliff <laughs> Lindsay's. That's such a great song that I made Jeez. I can only... Do you wake up in the morning singing? Do you sing in the shower? I never do. You never sing in the shower? Now, if in there's the going to sh- be a place to sing, that's it. I don't. In the shower, I plot out different scenarios. Oh, so you, break, you do your best thinking in the shower. I think. Sometimes I plot out different scenarios. I daydream. Okay. You know? I got a lot of a- plate. Huh? Well, I was going to say, are you a long shower taker? Because it sounds like you are. Not really. I used to I'm be, not either. I'm not either. I get in not, and out. I not, now I'm getting in. I'm getting out. You know, it's over. You know, I'm not. It's not as big of a deal to be in there a long time as I used to be. You know, I used to love a good shower. Now I don't have the oh, time anymore. Brian treats it like it's a massage parlor. Like he's in Whoa. there. <laughs> okay. Jesus I guess Christ, I, I hear wow. that sounds. Didn't mean it like that. Meant more so he takes his time. (laughs) He takes his time. You really like he's like getting like. (laughs) Do you know what happens? Do you know what happens in massage parlors? Massage parlors, Rachel. You know what they do in massage parlors? (laughs) I meant more like he treats it like a spa. Is what I meant to say. (laughs) It's crazy. Where's where's all the lotion going? Oh, Brian's in the shower. Just <laughs> okay, stop, stop, stop. You know, they'll take it and run with it. They'll take it and run with it. You they said will. you got a lot on your plate? I got a new enemy. I got new enemies. Who? Racking up the enemies. My new enemies Who? are Raptors Twitter. Wait, why? So I tweeted earlier, what do Raptors fans think about Pascal Siakam now? Pop Is he not hot right Raptors. now? No, he's good. He's playing good. He yeah. had been playing bad before. The Raptors fans took this in a way. What are you talking about? Are you trying to get people to slander? I really, I swear on my dad, I wasn't. I was having a, I was having a discussion with a friend of mine. It was mm-hmm. about the fact that they were on Pascal Siakam's ass a little <laughs> while ago, but now he's balling. So I'm like, yo, how do y'all feel about Pascal Siakam now? And they got mad. So now it's on. It's I don't on, understand Rachel. this. Why is that? How is there a bad way to take that? They Why couldn't you simply be like, oh, he's doing so much better. We think he's great. This is, you know, like we're invested in him. We, you know what I mean? Like he was, he was off. Now he's the Pascal that we know. I don't, I don't understand the issue. And also who knew they had such a big Twitter, They are, you know, warriors. To the, Raptors. the Raptors, to be honest with you, are a fantastic fan base for their NBA team. But now they're toxic. And Siakam, who's a max contract player, better earn every dollar because now I'm on it. Now I'm there. Now I'm there. Yeah. My penny's been up at an all-time level these last couple of weeks. Yeah, who's who's getting who's next week? Like, I feel like every week, you know what I mean? Like, well, well, shout out to the Reddit because not like you're no longer on them. You're on the Raptors now. Raptors fans. Yeah, the Reddit you're is on the my Raptors indifference. Fan. It's indifference okay. with the Reddit. He now. loves it. Got, every time he says it, it's with a smile. You guys, I not watching. I, he says they, it with a smile. They, the Reddit gets <laughs> the Reddit has earned indifference. Somebody very important to me said. The opposite of love isn't hate. It's indifference. Mm. You know? Plus, I got... Look, we got... The, the Ringerverse fans are so amazing. And they love us so I don't much. like this. And I don't like have, where this is going. They have such a great community over there where they talk wow. and discuss things in non-toxic ways. 
Wow. Uh, so the Ring of Fire family. So I'm getting great. offended. I don't want to hear you talk about the Ring of Fire. See, I'm getting offended. It's almost like you're why cheating you? on us. Why you? Why and I'm and us. It's me and the Thought Warriors because we talk about controversial things on here. Y'all talk about a fantasy world. That is fake over there. You know what How I mean? You know? Like y'all, y'all, y'all talk about things that aren't real. Fantasize, y'all nerd out over there. It's a community built around a certain topic, and like, it's different. We challenge people. We make people upset. We incite emotion from people. Is that's what makes us special? The Thought Warrior community is different. Okay, you keep that ring reverse stuff over there. All right. This is Here's home. The thing. This First is home. All, if you, you don't think first. that people, if you don't think that people get emotional about who over fake have world a fight between it's Batman fake. and Spider Man, then you've never been on. We get that's that's maybe the most emotional. Man, this is the real way, world. You Spider-Man, over there in the metaverse. Well, but here's the thing, though. It's all real, right? We really create these characters, and then there's a mythology around them that we really enjoy. It's real to me, baby. Ringiverse, and you know, it's, it's man, fun. come home, come home. I am home. I am home. <laughs> But you know, I got two houses, baby. One on each. You got look. What are, what are you talking about? I got what? I left that. Ba- I left bachelor happy hour. You on extra though? On extra. And look, ooh, it's not a podcast. If anybody, if anybody, has had their other's life bleed into the life of the podcast, <laughs> it's been you. <laughs> you sent that man to the soup kitchen. By the way. <laughs> <laughs> By the way, now all of the Bachelor fans who might as well be fucking KKK members, it's a toxic group over there, they hate me because I supported you over Soup Kitchen and then I got hate. People That's the clan side of things. People literally pulled up old shit that I did and were trying to get me out the paint. Oh, they're like, looking it, up dirt on you? Oh, yeah. That's yeah, right. Because we're Halloween costume. <laughs> like, like, right. Man, they're ruthless over there in Bachelor they World. Are. It's a force. You, yeah, you set them on. I got out. I got out, your, though. We survived. You're out, you feel like you're out of Batch? You're, you're not out of Batch. I'm always, I'm always going to. Well, no. Like, the show doesn't call me to do any things. You know, I, I don't want to be tied to anything with The Bachelor, really. I will forever be the first black Bachelorette, and I accept that. But I got to be honest with you, to steal your phrase. Last week, I was offended. They did Celebrity Family Feud. And they did like the Sharks versus the Talk. They had Saved by the, the Bell. They had like all these, uh, they had the NFL moms versus NFL players. And they had the Bachelors and the Bachelorettes. They didn't ask me. You I felt love away. Family Feud. I love Family Feud. Wow. That's like one of my favorite shows. And the only reason I know is because I was there to interview Steve Harvey. And everybody thought I was there to be on the show. So they were like, oh, are you coming upstairs? And I was like, oh, is that where Steve is? And they were like, nah, the show, The Bachelor's Bachelorette. I was so, <laughs> I, was so I don't want to be tied to anything, but man, that's something I wanted to be a part of. My little feelings were hurt. So who did they have up there? Who they do? They who have, the bachelorette? They have Michelle, who I love. They, Michelle's they the latest. Pe- she was the latest bachelorette, right? Yes. The black bachelorette. Yes. They had people who they were promoting for their stuff. Like if I still had right. Bachelor Happy Hour, I would have been on it. So they had their podcast hosts. They had their most recent couples on there. Right. That's. But you know what? They didn't even invite invite Brian, which I feel a certain way about. Brian has a podcast through Bachelor. 
Does he? They invited his partner, but they didn't invite him. I feel a certain Who's, way about that. His pi- his partner is uh, Dolphin Mike Johnson. Yeah, yeah, the Dolphin yeah guy. Mike Johnson. They didn't was invite Brian. Or was it a, a sea lion? It was the sea lion that he was posing with that got him. Or was it a up. seal? It was, oh, we already did this. I can't remember now, but it was he was next to an ocean animal. I thought it was a dolphin. It might have been a dolphin. I took a lot of, yeah, we t- talked about him. So that's his partner on the podcast. So you wanted to be on that. You 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 would have done that had they called. But at least invite my husband. Like, but that, that, Brian shouldn't be punished for me. They should have had Brian on there. They kicked you out of Batch. You Actually, they didn't kick you out. You left. You left. Wait a minute. You left Batch. I didn't. And I now didn't that you leave. left Batch, now this is kind of like, this happens sometimes when you leave a situation and then they do cool stuff. Yeah. I remember one time I wanted to switch because they had year-round school and I wanted to switch and be on track C, right, instead of track B. And then I left track B and went to track C and then track B, they decided that they were all going to go to camp and I was so fucking pissed. I was like, nobody told me that Mr. Newbauer, rest in peace, that Mr. Newbauer's track B class was going to go to camp I switched to track C and we didn't go to camp. It was terrible. You they went to camp without you, Rach. I'm not they went when you to put camp. it that way, it hurts even more. Yeah. Who won? Do you know who won? I don't know. I don't know. I wasn't there. I wasn't there. Do you miss anything about your batch affiliation? Do you miss it? Do you miss batch? I miss being able to get to do stuff like that. Right. You know, through the eight the ABC network connection. But there's not a thing I miss about the bachelor. Not one thing. Not one thing. Really? Do the fans still speculate? Do you still get any of the, the bachelash? No, I mean, I mean, maybe every once in a while I'll get a hater in my comments or my DMs, but it's it's nothing like what we went through this time last year. Can you believe that was a year ago? It's a year. It's a year a ago. Whole year. Look, check this out. I went to um, I went to uh CarMax because I'm looking for a new car. So check this out. So oh. I'm gonna get a new I'm gonna get a new car, right? I'm gonna get that Mercedes that I've been looking at, that GLE. The, the big Mercedes truck. Okay. Okay. So I went to the Mercedes place and they only had one of them black on black. It's like $130,000. I was like, maybe Good not grief. That was the sound I made when he said Excuse the price. Me. He was like, 130. I was like, ah, ah. <laughs> you know what I mean? That's the sound. So, you know, I, I, I was dealing with this guy. He said, you, know, you can find those cars, maybe certified pre owned or something like that, like a little cheaper, you know, for 190 something like that. So with the CarMax, they had one. I saw Chris Harrison at the Carmex looking no, you at didn't. So I did looking at a Camry, a ninety six Camry. <laughs> I believed you until he said that. Stop. He was like Stop. He, they were they were they he came out, he was looking around, and he looked very haggard, right? Like not <laughs> he hadn't shaved in a while. Um and the guy was standing, you do have to stand six feet, but the guy was standing twelve because it looked like you know he had like a little Alcohol on his breath. He you know what, life. man? And he was like, I need a car <laughs> just to be able to get me to and fro, you know, the job that I have splitting stones on the beach. That's what he does now. Breaking rocks. The, the way you have <laughs> taken this and run with this, the soup kitchen, I'm actually surprised you haven't tried to develop some type of idea, some type this of part. show, <laughs> some type of movie <laughs> that is related to the soup kitchen. You yeah. know, the untold story. The what untold happened? Story. Life the life after. <laughs> life after. What he was on 
he was on top of the world <laughs> until one faithful interview sent him to dun 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 the soup kitchen. You know what we should call it? you know he wouldn't go to a soup kitchen though. You know where he would go? Where? He would go to a soup plantation. That's where he would go. <laughs> <laughs> ah, soup plantation. <laughs> What's wrong with him? How was your weekend? Man, my weekend was unproductive. But I had a really, I had, no, I did. I just had, you know, I just have a lot that's coming up that I have to do and I didn't get anything done. So I, you know, hung out with friends. I went on a hike Saturday morning. Beautiful. Went up in Brentwood. Kind of. No, but there was a point that I actually got scared. Like I'm never hiking the same after what you said about mountain lions. And it's always a thought. I never thought about it before. Ignorance is bliss. Now I think about it constantly, but I went on a hike. Over in the Brentwood area, lovely, with a friend, good conversation, exercise, came back, had a great brunch with Kalika. Um, it rained. We saw a beautiful rainbow. And then I went and watched the fight later what that night. What kind of bullshit right. is this? We saw a beautiful rainbow. We you did. did have a great weekend. How was the rainbow? How was the rainbow? Was it like we a saw full two? Rainbow? We saw a double rainbow. No, we couldn't see the other side of it, but then another one popped up. So we saw two rainbows. Um, which is like a really good sign. It's, it's a beautiful sign. sign. It's a beautiful yeah. sign. It's a great way to end end our brunch. And then I went to the fight. And then Saturday, I had Sunday fun day. Let me tell you something. Sundays at Harriet's it's is popping. Yeah, what Didn't about? know. Yeah. Didn't know. You have to realize, I moved here during COVID. So I'm still learning the workings of LA. So I roll up there. It's all quiet downstairs come off the elevator immediately i just hear the music what time it's a was lot it? of it's us you know what, what i mean like um 2 30 2 30 okay yeah Here. and it was popping and then i happened to run into my home girl that i hadn't seen in years it was her birthday i saw some uh-huh. other friends that were there with her birthday party oh my gosh it was great it was great oh yeah, with justin you know justin you know justin justin from Lafayette. From Lafayette. Just having a fun time out there. That's good. Mm-hmm. Harriet's is good. Harriet's goes up, man. It's a lot of fun. Mm-hmm. I'll mm-hmm. have you know that. Let's have a joint birthday party up there. I'm down for it. I might be I might be out of town doing the whole 50 Cent show during my birthday, though. We're trying to work it. I'm not sure how it's going to go. Oh. Uh, I'll have you know, on January 11th of this year, Dutch Pharaoh was jogging on a trail near Paramount, California's Pyramid Lake. Man. Filming bluebirds <laughs> on his phone. But something came out of the brush in his peripheral vision. At first, he thought the large, dun animal was a dog wandering off a leash. But then when he turned, he saw a big pair of yellow feline eyes <laughs> staring at him. He says, it didn't take long to snap into reality that it was a Fucking cougar. Guess what? This year, Mountain Lion. So you're being vigilant. You're on the lookout. And therefore, you're safer. I feel like I've done my job. Because if this was you in this Mountain Lion attack last year, Mountain Lion would have came up to you, licked you, jumped on you, and all kinds of stuff like that. But now that would never happen. You're looking for him. And you should be. I was, and I was looking for what I would grab if I saw one. Like, there were rocks on the trail. I was like, okay, I don't have a stick, but I, there's these huge rocks. Like, I could pick up these rocks and throw them at him. I got to give you one of my walking sticks now. But what? But honestly, what am I going to do with the walking stick? The Startle cougar, him. the mountain lion's going to bite that stick, and, and then he's going to bite me. It depends on how to turn. Look, 
let's be honest. If the mountain lion wants you gone, you're gone. But the reality is, at least you have. (laughs) (laughs) I enjoy hikes. You are terrifying me. Yeah, no, you're gonna be fine. It's not about lying coming. Uh, I wish I could say that. Okay, uh, let's take a break. We'll come right back. Big deal of the day. This episode is brought to you by Jiffy Lube. Cars can be a big investment, so it's important to take care of them. I once got a car that I started out with twenty five thousand miles on. I got it to over two hundred thousand miles because I took care of it. You know how you take care of a car? You take care of the maintenance, the oil, the brakes, all that stuff. And if you don't, you can have a car just completely fall apart. When your car needs maintenance, head to Jiffy Lube. They provide automotive excellence at speed. Get your oil changed, brakes checked, tons of other multi-care services. It's all done by expertly trained technicians who actually care about taking care of you and your car. Jiffy Lube, car more. To find coupons and start an instant online estimate, visit JiffyLube.com. This episode is brought to you by Cars.com. When you add your car to your garage on Cars.com, you'll unlock access to real-time insights into how much your car is worth. Plus, view its historical and projected value to decide when to sell. So when the time is right, you can secure an instant offer from a local dealership or sell it yourself on Cars.com. Start tracking your car's value with your garage on cars.com. We were going back and forth about what the big deal of the day is. So we're just going to give you the most recent story, which is the fact that Atlanta Falcons wide receiver Calvin Ridley was suspended for at least the 2022 season, a whole year for gambling. Wow. The NFL released a statement Monday announcing his suspension, saying that he gambled on games over a five-day stretch during November 2021, when he was on uh, the non-football injury list, he was dealing with the mental health issues, dealing with the mental health issue, right, right. non-football injury list, and he was uh-huh, gambling. Uh-huh. Uh, he uh-huh. stepped away from football on the Halloween, saying he needed to get his personal issues in order. In a tweet, he said after the suspension was announced, he says he bet a total of $1,500 on gambling and that he does not have a gambling problem. The NFL determined that really placed multi-legged parlay bets involving three, five, and eight games that included the Falcons to win. The Falcons are his team. Um, so they released a statement. There's nothing more fundamental to the NFL's success and to the reputation of everyone associated with our league than upholding the integrity of the game. This is what Roger Goodell said. Mm-hmm. This is the responsibility of every player, coach, owner, game official, and anyone else employed in the league. Your actions put the integrity of the game at risk threatened to damage public confidence in the professional football and potentially undermine the reputations of your fellow players. Your thoughts. You like football. I like football. Um, I was trying to find out like what to compare this to, you know, has there been another player? He seems to have been the biggest player that this has happened to, but was there another player who did the same thing and how long were they suspended? I didn't quite know. I don't, I don't know. And maybe he is the first to have done it in this way to be a player of this caliber. And so they're making an example out of him. I don't know. Now he does have the option to appeal it and maybe they will reduce the suspension after the appeal. Um, I don't know. A couple of things stand out to me in this one at the time that he decided to bet on games, he was dealing with a mental health issue. I personally feel like that should be taken into consideration. 
I don't know what he was going through, but it was enough to where he could not perform his job and he needed to stay at home and, and work some things out. I don't know if his mental health issue affected the decisions that he was making. He only did it for five days. He only bet $1,500 and he bet on the Falcons. So let's be honest, we're not good. So and he bet for them to win. So, I mean, <laughs> I, I can't Are you say that he that was trying to make money. With a mental health <laughs> issue would bet, bet on the Falcons to win. <laughs> Is that what saying. you say? He wasn't in the game. It's Damn, not like you, you can't accuse him of throwing the game. He wasn't in it. He was betting on them to win. They had a losing record. So, I mean, I, these don't even sound like these were, this was a logical bet. It doesn't sound like it was a smart bet to make. I don't even know if they won those games that he bet on, but I don't know. Five days of betting, only $1,500. He was clearly going with some things, through some things. In all seriousness, to me, the, cr- the punishment does not fit the crime here, and I don't like it. And even he posted, he's like, man, a whole year, though? I, I, I'm i hoping that his attorney, agent, whoever is handling this case for him, appeals it. And I'm hoping that it's something that they reduce, because this just seems to be a little outrageous at this point. I mean, if you can fake lie about your COVID test and put other people, what he did didn't put anybody in jeopardy. If you can lie about your COVID test and put other people's health in jeopardy and have your team co-sign for you and lie for you and then only miss the days that you had to quarantine and come right back out and play, no suspension, no time off. I feel like this this punishment is just a little too harsh. And of course, we're speaking, we're alluding to the Aaron Rodgers. Situation. Aaron Rodgers. Okay. Yes, let's call it Aaron by Rodgers. name. Right. So according to Adam Schefter, better known as Shefty, yeah. Uh, according to Adam Schefter, these are the NFL players that have been suspended for gambling. 1963, Alex Karras. 1963, Paul Horning. 1983, Art Schittler. 2019, Josh Shaw, which I didn't realize. And 2022, Calvin Ridley. Now, apparently... Uh, Alex Karras and Paul Horning, Paul Horning, 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 the guy from Notre Hornug. Dame. Why can't I say, Hornug. Hornug. Why can't I say his name? Um, apparently, those two guys were suspended for the whole year, 1963. 1963. So <laughs> what difference does that make? <laughs> I don't know. It's just so, <laughs> too long to count. So, <laughs> it's like um, 59 years ago. It's a long time ago. It's a long time ago. Uh, so apparently they got suspended for a long time. Okay. Um, I will say something else. I before looking this up, I'm pretty sure Alex Karras played the father on Webster. I didn't watch Webster. Just as a tidbit. I'm pretty sure this is yes. He he played George Papadopoulos. The adopted father of Webster Long, Emmanuel Lewis. Yes, uh, that's how I know the Alex Karras name. He was a fantastic football player, but I knew him as a kid because he was Webster's dad, the Papadopoulos family. They, I'm telling you, the 80s were a lot different. All you had to do was adopt a little nigga and you had a fucking sitcom. Webster, fucking, uh, what was the other one? Uh, different Strokes. Different Strokes. That was enough. That was enough. The fact that a... there were two shows, they were like hit right. shows at that. Hits. <laughs> that was enough of a premise. Hey, we adopted a black. Gotta make a show about it. Because you never know the hijinks that can ensue 
during adopting strokes, though. Oh, Jesus Christ. I'm going to be honest with you. Both shows hit. And both both shows actually took their premise and made good on it. It made you think, Jesus Christ. (laughs) And by by the way, and I would say the different strokes inspired a generation of white people who then grew up and adopted all of these black kids. White saviors. He was the first. White saviors. He was the safe. Mr. Drummond. Mr. Drummond. Okay, anyway. Uh, So... There have been people that have been suspended for a year. So I, it's so funny that I read this exactly differently. I'm oh. actually offended that during his mental health leave that he was actually betting on games. You don't know what he was going through. I don't know what he was going through, but it These seems... These weren't logical bets. Like, it, 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 it seems... Dis, for some reason, it seems distasteful to me that he takes time off and he's... He's... Then dropping parlays on his squad and shit like that. It's like, it's it's a little nuts. He took a mental health break just so he could pay. And by the way, I can't be mad at him. I can't be mad at the penalty because these guys know that this is one of the gigantic no-nos of professional sports. Right, right, right. This, this is one that I'm pro player all the time, but this is one I'm like, if you're betting, and he bet on his own team. He bet on his own squad. So, I mean, to me, personally, I didn't have a problem with this. If it's $1,500, that seems like, uh, you know, that that seems like he would be pissed off. He would be pissed off like, damn, it's not that much money. I don't have a gambling problem. I'll put these bets in. But to me, this is unknown, unknown sure. no-no when you're, when you're playing professional sports. You can't do this. But, like... I was, I, you're right. And that's how I first read it. Like at first I was like, uh, okay. Like everybody knows that you're not supposed to do this. It was November, 2021 basketball was going on. If you really needed something to bet on, there was a whole nother professional sport that you could have been betting on. I thought like that at first. Then when I saw mental health, I stopped. Cause I don't know what he was struggling with. I don't know if he was okay. This seems like erratic behavior. He's never done it before. I don't know if he if he gambles on other sports, but he's never bet on the NFL before. It just seemed like he wasn't all there. And if that is the case, then hopefully that comes up in the appeal and they can work this thing out. Because it doesn't sound like it should be a whole year. It doesn't sound like it was strategic. Five days. You know what I mean? Like it just it's it just seems very very much like erratic behavior. And I need more to the story. So Let's say that he comes back and he says, my mental health was being, like, I, I was under compromised mental health, and that led to me gambling. Mm-hmm. You'd buy that. I need more. Like, in what, what way was your mental health compromised? In what, like, what was, because he had to have a reason. He didn't just right. say, I'm, I'm struggling for mental health issues. Like, it was the point to where it was debilitating, which is why he could not work. So, during these, it's like I would want, if if he's able to, doctor's notes to talk to whoever you were talking to. Like, what was, where note. were you going? We so can gamble on the games. What? No, no, no. But like, what was it that he was going through? I don't, right. I don't know. I mean, mental health is such a broad thing, and I, I, who knows? And so I don't know if the NFL did its full research when it comes to this, or just saw that he gambled, saw that he bet on his own sport, his own team, and was like, no, this is the rule. I'm hoping in the appeal this comes out. So I'm a little sympathetic to Calvin Ridley. And um, a year just seems like a lot for five days with such a little amount of money it, I, on a so, sorry team. 
Oh, sorry, team. So this is my whole thing. My whole thing is the fact that. So I look at this, and I think the way the NFL doles out its other suspensions, domestic violence suspensions, suspensions of DUIs and things like that, and it seems like this is being taken a lot more seriously than those things. Yes. And I'll tell you why, because this is probably the issue that's the closest to the NFL's heart in terms of <laughs> its brand. It is. Because they, the one thing they can't have people thinking, they can have people thinking that all the football players are thugs. They can have the people thinking that all the football players are uh, out of control. But in order for them to con- continue to make billions and billions of dollars, they can't have people thinking that the games aren't real. They can't have people thinking that the games are fixed or that the fixes end or that players are dogging it or that they're shaving points or that they're doing anything to bow down to gamblers. So that's probably why they came down so hard on him and not just him, but the guy who played Webster's dad back in 1963. <laughs> 59 years ago. But look, so you, but look, there's precedence for it. Like you gamble, you get suspended a year. It's like they've done it before. It's not but like, you, you know? bring up a really good point. There are more serious crimes that have happened. And I get you what you say makes total sense. And it just shows other issues that are wrong with the NFL. But the fact that, you know, players can be on camera hitting someone, um, on voicemail, harming a child, whatever it whatever it is, just like all these certain situations time and time again. And they're suspended for deflate game, four games here, six games here. But the gambling is a whole year. It just they, sometimes it, and you're right. There is precedent back 59 years ago. They suspended someone, two people for a year. And Josh Shaw was suspended for 2020. So, I mean, very recently. Um, but it just seems sometimes that these punishments are very arbitrary in nature. Interesting. Remember, they they suspended Sean Payton, my ex-coach, for a whole year. Bounty Gate. Bounty Gate. Up. Bounty Gate. They, Soon they, to be they, the co- head coach of the Dallas Cowboys. Maybe we'll Bounty see. Gate. Probably so. Probably He probably will because the Cowboys ain't going to do nothing. I would say the Cowboys fans are right up there with Raptors fans whoa, whoa, and how whoa, whoa, terrible whoa. they are. This is, was not, this is not a free-for-all to jump on the Cowboys. Will you be a Cowboys fan if Sean Payton comes? That's you just said, my coach. Fuck no. Hell no. Like I'm going to be honest with you. I'm going to be all the way honest with you. Man. Jesus Christ <gasps> himself Jesus. couldn't get me to root for the Cowboys. Never. Don't challenge Never. Jesus like that. Jesus <laughs> comes to me right now. Jesus says, Van, my son, he tells me a parable about the man who was too proud. And he says, now at the end of this parable, the point is I'm right there with Jesus the whole time. I'm like, yeah, man, you spitting right now. Spit the whole time he says to me, Van, the point of this parable is that you must be a Dallas Cowboy fan. Get the fuck out of here. You're just gonna curse me. Jesus. Jesus, I don't think Jesus cares about cursing. You think Jesus cares about cursing? No. Name something that you feel like we care about that you don't think God cares about. When you say we, you mean like the world? Humans. 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 This is Van's very serious question of the week. Right now, oh. we'll do it. And I want this as a breakout. Trudy and Donnie. Donnie was talking so much shit about Trudy before she jumped on. It's so crazy. Donnie, Donnie. was, it was so uh, sad. None of y'all Donnie knew that. 
Donnie was saying. None of y'all uh, believe that. No, the, the Thought Warriors won't because they love you more than any of us. They, 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 they love but you. But together, they love you, Donnie. They love, they, they love Donnie. They love, they're they're going to love Donnie until they hear some of more Don, uh, Donnie's more problematic takes. You know, Donnie, they well, hear Donnie's more problematic takes. <laughs> We'll have to start putting him on more. So. We're gonna put Donnie on there. We go. We're gonna make it to everybody's devices. Trudy, Trudy's divided everyone. Fuck it, they're against me. Donnie, I got just gotta find something on Donnie. We you gotta, gotta name it because you got Trudy's corner, but we had to have Donnie's something. Donnie's dungeon. I knew he was gonna Donnie, say dungeon. I, I Donnie, dungeon. Hold on. This is what I don't like do. him. I don't like we're that gonna dark do Donnie's song. dungeon where Donnie talks all about BDSM. Donnie's dungeon. That'll get people off. Donnie's dungeon. Throw to Donnie shirtless nipple clamps. Donnie talks all about BDSM and the latest that's going on. Whips, you know, all kinds of shit. Leather. Uh, Sex positivity. Sex positivity. Yeah, right. we think it there is. You go. You're already yeah. on it, Donnie. Yeah. Good y'all job. Shaming. Y'all shaming. Wait, I'm not shaming at all. I'm not shaming at all. I we're like naming. It. We're naming how it goes. Yeah, you're right. You're right. <laughs> I'm, I'm with it. But the real, but the reality is that I think some would turn on you, Donnie. I think they would. I think they would. Anyway, uh, but um, what is one thing that you think that we human beings care so much about? That God actually doesn't care about God or Jesus. <sighs> Come on, man. Let's not. Do, I don't have time for the whole semantics game. <laughs> God, Jesus. It's the same guy. Same. Okay, lady, cursing same was person. a good one. That might have been. That might have been my my answer. Cursing. You think it's cursing? It's cursing. I'm. I'm. I'm I am. I'm tempted to also name premarital sex. Well, he's <laughs> on record with that one. But go ahead. <laughs> Listen. <sighs> I guess cursing really. I'm trying to. Oh, okay. I I was gonna say premarital sex, and I was also gonna say homosexuality. Homosexuality and premarital sex. So you think homosexuality and premarital sex are two things that God doesn't care, that, that humans care about, but God doesn't care about. I think they put way too much emphasis on it in a way that, like, for for example, I'm just going to stick with homo- homosexuality. You know, when you get the fire and brimstone type preachers and pastors, they shut you out as if you're not welcome. And that's not right. the message of Jesus. He welcomed right. everybody in. And that's what I mean about too much emphasis on it. You know what I mean? Like, I feel like they put too much emphasis on it where they shun people out and push them away from the church when it's all about welcoming people in. Right. Right. It's very interesting. They're going to get mad at us for being preachy. I'm not, pre- <laughs> I'm not preaching at what's, all. What's, uh, what's, what's the one you were going to... Oh, well, you said it. Cursing. That was a good one. Well, cursing is the one that I think... I don't think, I don't think God cares about cursing at all. I just don't think so. I think God watches Beverly Hills Cop and I think he laughs. I think she laughs. I think it laughs. I think it says, hey, man, that's funny. That's funny. But we get hung up on it, curse words and all of that stuff like that. I think the little stuff, though, does God care if you speed? Huh? Does God care if you speed? But is that something that we think he cares about? I think that sometimes we confuse our little societal treaties with morality. Like, There's God no care sermon about-, about not speeding. You know what I mean? You got to, you got to, you got to go okay. deeper than that. You got to talk about like stuff that like you really get 
you're really told is wrong that you really don't think it's that big of a deal. Well, that, in my life, That's- I was told everything was was going to get me judged by God. Everything, everything was going to get judged by God. Like, Van, you're playing too much Nintendo. What do you think God would think about that? I'm like, I don't think he's got an opinion. What I think porn? he's. Well, look. Here's the thing. Let's talk about it. <laughs> Knew I had your attention. Knew I had your attention. So let's let's discuss it. Should we bring Donnie's dungeon in on this? Donnie's dungeon. <laughs> this is Donnie's. This is Donnie's dungeon. Donnie's dungeon. And it's hey. Donnie. He's dancing around like this. Donnie's dungeon. So funny. We turned Donnie's whole segment into like a leather bar. Um, uh, I'm trying to think. Um, it's probably no. He probably they, he probably frowns on it. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, we've been told pretty clearly, right? That lust is one of the bad ones. So I'd imagine that it's frowned upon, you know. And the, and the crazy thing is, I don't like to think about it because God sees everything and everything. You, and you've just never seen a more pathetic sight than a man. I'm just sorry, I'm just, oh my God, you've never you've never seen it because there's that like right after it's over, you're sitting there, and you got man. Why did I do that? <laughs> You're like now you got to deal with it. And all the feeling is gone, and you're and you're just like you you look around for some reason. Your room looks messier. The lights look a little dimmer. You're hungry. You're just very. It's like why did I do that, man? God damn, I'm pathetic. Okay, uh, let's take a break. We have another severe serious story to come back to talk about. Let's take a break. We'll come right back. This episode is brought to you by Hyundai. You could be doing anything this week, right? You've got work, errands, friends, and a whole lot of fun in between. That's why the 2024 Hyundai Santa Fe is the capable SUV that's built for your life. With premium interiors, available wireless charging, and room for your whole cargo and crew. Okay, Hyundai. Visit HyundaiUSA.com to learn more about the all-new 2024 Hyundai Santa Fe. Are you looking for a view of the world that's a bit different? Hi, I'm Jason Palmer, a host of The Weekend Intelligence, a podcast from The Economist. Join us to hear the stories that matter most to our correspondents and editors. Every Saturday, we introduce you to people and ideas that take you outside the ordinary and expand your horizons one episode at a time. Join us and see the world from a new perspective. To listen free until May 31st, search Spotify for The Weekend Intelligence. Okay, so um, WNBA star Brittany Griner. Uh, one of the best players in the WNBA, one of the best players in basketball for a long time, going back to her college days at Day- Baylor, uh, has been detained Okay, um, in Russia. The Russian Federal Customs Service announced that her detention uh, has been ongoing. Uh, she was stopped at the, I'm not even going to try to say the name of that airport, so no. Uh, they say that a sniffer dog searched her um, the carry-on luggage that she had and found vape cartridges, okay, uh, containing hashish oil. Stayed mm-hmm. on Russian news, then identified the players, Mr. Griner. Uh, she's been over there for a while. She has been there for at least several days. Some <clears throat> people are saying up to three weeks that she's been there. Yeah. She last posted on February 5th. February 5th, she last posted. Okay, it's unclear 
whether or not Russia has would have targeted her to get leverage against the United States. So people are actually saying that. And on Saturday, the State Department released an updated advisory urging American citizens to leave Russia uh, immediately, um, given the potential for harassment against U.S. citizens by Russian government security officials. Your thoughts, Rachel? Well, I I didn't know pe- some people are saying that it's it might be a couple of days since it happened. Everything that I was seeing said that it had been weeks since um, she has been detained. And I don't even know. And we honestly, we we. I feel like we should know because did they date that video that we saw? There's a video going around of the actual moment that she was detained. Most people are pretty sure that it's been about three weeks since Brittany Reiner has been detained. Which is incredible to me. <clears throat> She's, she has a wife. She's a family. And I'm, and I'm just wondering, one, you know, what has the wife, did the wife know that she had been detained? Did the, her team, she's been playing in Russia for years. Where is her? Where has her team been? I don't know where she was headed when she was going to the airport, but why hasn't her team said anything? Why are we just now hearing about, we're hearing out from the WNBA? I'm just trying to understand where, it's one thing if Russia was late to let us know that they had detained her, but when uh-huh. it comes to her family and friends, were they not concerned that something had happened to her? Three weeks is an extremely long time. Um, I think I, I look at this and it's 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 absolutely ridiculous. It's but it's but it's really alarming and it's really scary because Brittany might be one of the more famous people for this to happen to, but this is an ongoing issue in Russia where US citizens are detained, they're accused of of committing some sort of crime without any credible evidence, and they're held for years. She's facing up to 10 years. For for the charges that are over her head at the moment, and I, I like I went to the U.S. embassy site um, in Russia, and one of the things it enlists certain things that they cannot do, and one of the things they cannot do is provide legal advice. They can't get you out of jail. It's basically like I, I feel like they can't do anything for you, and so I'm very concerned when I see this with Brittany because I'm wondering how can the U.S. help. And what even made me even more nervous is that, one, this is an ongoing issue, but then recently there are two American citizens that are currently in jail in Russia. Their names are Trevor Reed and Paul Whelan, two white men. And they one has nine years, and I think another one has 10 years. I'm sorry if I'm getting that wrong, but they have been in a jail for years at this point. One of them, as far as June 2021, has been asking the President Biden to help. He said to aggress, he's called on President Biden to aggressively discuss and resolve the issue of U.S. citizens being detained for political purposes um, um, in, in Russia. And he asked President Biden to discuss this when he met with Vladimir Putin uh, last year. And I think it was, yeah, in June 2021, he went to um, President Biden, went to go talk to President Putin at a summit. He urged him to discuss this because this is something that has been going on. I'm going to get it right, actually. Trevor Reed has nine years. Paul Whelan has 16 years. They have been in jail over in Russia for years, and the U.S. has not been able to get them out. They say they were wrongly convicted. There's no evidence against them, and they're still sitting in jail. And this makes me terrified for Brittany Griner because I feel very hopeless when it comes to her case. And I don't know if there's much the U.S. can do. It seems that Russia is in a habit of unlawfully detaining 
arresting and convicting U.S. citizens. I don't know if it's to send some message out. I don't know if it's because of pure hatred to America and its citizens. But now we have Brittany Griner over there who, I mean, if anything else is telling, it's the fact that she's been there for three weeks and we're just now finding out. I'm very, very concerned. And I really hope that something can be done to not just get her home, but to the other two gentlemen that I mentioned as well. So this is a bad situation for her. Yeah. She's kind of fucked right now. I'm not going to lie. Like, it, if there's some sort of special dispensation made because she is a big star, uh, that's going to have to come from us. If anyone's concerned about Brittany Griner, then you need to keep Brittany Griner's name uh, in the public consciousness so that some politician makes a big show about going to get her. I have a sneaking suspicion here that the politician that is going to make the big the the, the big show of getting Brittany Griner back is going to be President Trump. Why? Because th- these are the types of gestures that make sense for someone like him to the same thing with Exile Rocky that makes sense for for someone like him to 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 do in order to make grand gestures that somehow have more political weight than any of the small or less obvious things that he can do that damages people's lives. These are the type of things that you point to and it looks like this big shiny object where you go, how can I be a racist when I got Brittany Griner back? How can I get, how can I be a racist when I got a ASAP Rocky out of a Swedish jail or whatever it was? And with his relationship with Russia, I personally think that if we were in the campaign in full campaign swing right now, it would have already happened. Now, obviously, there are some more pressing things that are going on over in Russia right now, as far as how it relates to Ukraine, that he uh, that, you know, you probably can't get Putin on the phone. But when you look at somebody who swoops in in a situation like this and makes a big grand gesture to try to get Brittany Griner back, you look at Donald Trump probably being lined up to do that and then using her as a shiny gold piece to the rest of black America to say, look, I went and got a very prominent black American back. Now, having said that, um, it, it behooves Americans or any person from anywhere. It behooves people who are foreign nationals to this country to just be careful on the things that you do and what it is that you do when you're in other places. We've all seen locked up abroad, We've all watched these situations. Different places have different laws and different penalties and different things that uh, that they take very seriously. And we can't act like over here stateside that we haven't put people in, in, in jail without trials, that we haven't held people in situ- that that we treat foreign nationals the same way that we a lot of people point this out when we talked about the uh, the refugee crisis um, in Ukraine. A lot of people point out the way we treat our immigrants. And the way we treat people who are immigrants here and the way we treat people who are trying to get here and the way we frankly treat refugees who are trying to come here. So um, I don't think it's necessary. That's not in any way for me to uh, in any way for me to um, sort of uh, let rush off the hook. But it's just it's a, a point of fact. Now, what we will do here in higher learning is pay very close attention to this story and probably provide you guys with the information on what it is that can be done. In terms of Brittany Griner's situation, like, what is it possible for us to do? Like, what is it possible to do to get her home? Um, but right now, 
I think this possible situation is going to go on even longer uh, than than Russia's invasion of Ukraine. I think this yeah. is going to. I think she's going to be there for a while. And she's absolutely going to be there for a while. And everyone that I've talked to, everyone that I've talked to, says that that knows about this. I've talked to a couple of people who have talked to people who've been in the State Department before, and they've said that short of her being used for some sort of political bargaining chip, it's not a fantastic situation for her. And they could say, and they could see her being there for a while. One guy said, "I can see her being there." For another year, I can see them deciding to let her out next week because it, it might curry some favor with the West. He's just like, you just never know. It's a it's a very uh, unpredictable regime. But I mean, um, when I look at yeah. what's, I know she's got a bigger platform and I know that she's she's a name and she's calling attention to it. And and let's be honest, she's not just a superstar here in the state. She's a superstar in Russia, which is why you would think that she would have a little bit more latitude when it comes to the situation because she's been playing there for years. She's a big deal. WNBA is a big deal on the international side. They do a, they do a much better job of promoting the sport than we do and, and, and honoring the sport than we do here in the States. So I, I, I guess I am a little shocked by that as well, but which makes me think that it is more politically motivated as to why she's being detained, the timing of everything, which is why we're just not finding out the information so, sure so be, late. Yeah. But I do hope that when I was researching this and then also seeing that there's other stories of the two that I mentioned, and I'm sure countless more. I hope that this is something that brings awareness to the fact that there are, that this is an ongoing issue of Russia detaining U.S. citizens in an unlawful way. And they're just over there. And it's just their families talking about it. But as a nation, we aren't necessarily doing anything to bring those citizens home. Yeah. And we should say that I think the league that she plays in, she there's a, there's a different league that she plays in over there. And a lot of WNBA players make the bulk of their living playing not in the WNBA, playing in Russia, playing in Italy, playing in Spain. And, you know, maybe if there was a league here that they could play in and not have to go and be overseas players, then maybe we could avoid some situations like this, which is one more one more situation, which is one more example of why maybe we should talk about growing the WNBA and what we can do to make sure that their league here, where they're from, is as strong as some of the leagues abroad. Uh, Secretary Blinken, Anthony, Anthony Blinken, Anthony, and Anthony, and Tony Blinken says that the U.S. is ready to give every possible assistance to detain, detain citizens. He said, there's only so much I can say given the privacy considerations at this point, but wherever an America is detained anywhere in the world, of course, we stand ready to provide every possible assistance and that includes in Russia. We don't know exactly what that means, but I think it would be a hell of a time, a hell of a time for them to tell us exactly what that actually means. All right. Uh, I'm happy. There's been a new invention. Have you heard of it? Uh, no. You what heard of Sticky it? Banks? Man, don't play with me. You ever heard of, have you heard of Sticky Banks? <laughs> Sadly, yes. Trudy, jump on. <laughs> Come on, Trudy. Trudy, what's up? Happy birthday, number one, Trudy. Happy birthday. Oh my gosh, Trudy, happy Thank birthday. You. Happy birthday, Trudy. Yes, my birthday. I'm old. Trudy, how old are Trudy, you? Trudy, don't say that to, to, to us. Don't, I'm 27. Oh, I'm 27. Oh, I'm 20. Oh. You feel like you need to get a man now? No. Don't answer. Trudy, don't answer that. 
Look at you. Absolutely not. You thought about it. You don't need a man. Trudy, when do you see yourself settling down with a man with a good hairline? <laughs> when he can keep up with me. Oh. Thank you. Let him know, Trudy. That's 27 years of wisdom. Uh, how, did you see? Did you see? Did you see that uh, post that Jamel posted about that guy talking about, you know, these these po- these black men stay All talking about black women on their podcast? Yes. yes. Everybody wants to be Kevin Samuels. Everybody thinks they're going to have their viral moment and they want to do it by putting down black women. You saw it, Trudy. I didn't see it. I sure did. Jamel tore him up. He basically said that say? if that if the, the woman was saying, she's like, you know, I got my career, my money's right. I got this and I got that. I've done all these things. She's like, the only thing missing from my life is a man. And they were laughing at that. And basically he said, well, now you just counted yourself out. Because I, I guess he was saying, you know, she she's now undesirable because she's achieved all these things. So no I man exactly wants exactly what he was saying. I see it. Less high earning women are less attractive. It says right here, maybe I'm a <laughs> I hate, I hate them. Look what is created. Look what we are up against. And this is the dating pool. It got P in it. So again, when <laughs> when somebody can keep up, that's when we okay. will okay. be running together. I do have to say something here. What? Okay. So it says, uh-huh. why does it seem like there are so many podcasts slash digital talk shows dedicated to belittling women, especially black women? Maybe I'm aware but I don't see a lot of black women using their platform in similar ways to gaslight and demean black men. Okay. Those are Jamel's words. Those are Jamel's words. Okay. I will say this though. I will say the cultural war, not particularly on these platforms, because there's no women sphere, right? And there's there's no there is no women sphere, right? There's no like women sphere where like the man is okay, you know what I'll let me stop beating around the bush. I think there is. I just don't think he gets as much shine. Like, like seriously, I think that men, women sitting around talking shit about men is never going to go like, who gives a shit? Like, I don't think, I don't think there, I don't think, it, I think that there is, I think that there literally is, if you want to talk about podcasts led by women to where they just sit around and they talk about problems with guys, they talk about this, they talk about that, they talk about stuff, not it's not as pointed and it's not as two men's exactly. faces. But if we're talking about people that get on there and talk shit about men or talk shit about black men and why black men can't, you see that on fucking TV shows. Like you see that on TV shows, you can't find a good black man because of all of this stuff like that. Like it's just not as big of a, it's the, I don't think people care as much when you do that. And like, where are these shows that are bashing black men constantly? Well, not they're not bashing them, but they're. But that's what these podcasts are doing. They are okay. So waiting to exhale. You saw that movie, right? Yes, I did. That's a whole movie about shitty black men. Okay, it's not bashing black men. It's about four women and their relationships because there's a, there's also a relationship that praises a black man in there. Okay, let's not forget Loretta Devine's relationship with the neighbor across the street. Yeah. Yeah. But what I'm saying is that <laughs> I think that the reason why the inverse doesn't happen is because probably because there's an understood like there's an understood reality that men are shitty. And so to say it kind of isn't groundbreaking. Whereas when when men are looking at women 
in their shittiness and talking to them this way, it seems extra, extra, extra sort of fucked up. There's one thing to talk about an actual situation that happened to you. It's another thing to constantly put down and demean black women. And that is, and the, the clip that Jamel posted on her Twitter page is a clip of a person saying, because a black woman has achieved all these things in life and is successful, she is no longer desirable. That is on the attack of black women. That's not a particular situation of something that happened to you and a person you were in a relationship with. You are generalizing black women and saying, if they have too much, they are undesirable. Now, where's that same energy for non-black women? So here's my point, though. Did he say, okay, so did did they, did he say black woman in this clip? Is this specifically towards black women? Because, because here's like, here's my thing. A lot of these guys are talking to black women. They don't say black women. That is semantics. But let me tell you why I bring that up. The reason why I bring that up is because a lot of times when I hear criticisms of men, they specifically talk about black men. Like they'll be like, I'll even hear criticisms that say, and I'm just being honest here. I can care less about it. I, I like, I hear criticisms that specifically say, I'm going to start trying to date white guys because black men are this black men are that way. Black men are this way. Now I think it's probably because the power dynamic is different. You know what I mean? And black women haven't hurt, raped, abused, and all of that as much as black men, but just this discussion of like how fucked up black men are, you almost gotta like it's almost a joke, right? It's almost like a it's almost like a am I wrong about this? Like I I, think I'm really so. asking. Am Trudy, I? I, I I think so. I don't think that they're which is what she's asking for. Is there a platform? And she's like, let me know if I'm missing something where women are constant black women are constantly degrading black men. I think it's different if you're talking about a specific situation, but I don't think that there's anything out there where we're generally talking about black men in a negative way. Trudy? I I also will say, I think that this is what makes black women super particular as opposed to like other groups. There's not, I think that black women, for the most part, you grow up, you're dating black guys. I remember when I went to, uh, private schools, majority white people. I was like the only black kid in my class plenty of times. And, you know, kids are developing crushes. Nobody had a crush on me. So I thought, you know, I must be ugly. I'm in school with a bunch of like white guys, white people. So we, then when I went to public school, I'm like meeting black people, hanging out with black people, dating black people. And that's just what I did. I don't think, I think that at a certain point in like a black woman's mat- maturation process, you consider like, I don't have to necessarily stay within this group, especially when you go online and the narrative is that, you know, black guys don't like black girls. It's like, okay, well, if you don't like me, I'm going to go ahead and see what's up with the next one, which is not a black person. Huh. And so I think that that's where that comes from. I think I it's just like a weird, like we don't, I, it's just like a weird dynamic and a weird set of, set of, circumstances that black women deal with that no other group deals with i agree which is the reason why i think jamel's question which is the reason why i think the question is is a question i think the the question is the real the real 
I, I guess the real crime to me in the Kevin Samuels, these guys, whoever else would be, was that they're adding to black women's problems, that they're adding to their already to all the shit they already have to deal with. Right. That they're that they're not that they're because they're complaining about women, complaining about what, what a woman should want. I've never even heard Kevin Samuels go because you are a black woman. This is what you're entitled to. He doesn't he is have all, to. It's only black women coming on the show. Right. Which which is but do you see my point though? So like the the point that I'm making is that like a lot of times these circles, like the circles that we're in, the toxicity is more about how you should be treating someone rather than how you are treating them. So like I personally believe that black women deserve more grace and reverence, right? Any black man who doesn't believe that is going to run afoul of that. Like I would never speak to a black lady like that, no matter what. I think some of the shit that Trudy says is like really <laughs> fucked up. Trudy. You know what I mean? Yeah. You know what Trudy, do you feel attacked? Trudy, do you feel attacked? Are you no. attacked? <laughs> no, 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 no. I, <laughs> I think I think some of the stuff is fucked up, but I would never like, but I would never ever come at her about it because sisters got enough on their plate as it is. And I think sometimes when you don't have that, and also when you're just doing this whole man woman thing, when you're just doing, when you're this, I'm a man, I'm a man, I'm gonna tell, I'm gonna dictate what women need. It feels more toxic. But if we're talking about just getting on a podcast and talking shit about the opposite sex, y'all, there are plenty of uh, of female led podcasts that do that. Plenty of female. There's there's so much niggas that shit talk. Are they dedicated to it? Well, I mean they. It, it really doesn't matter. Like if you do a dating podcast, like it, it I, I guess not. I guess if I was to answer the question, I guess not. But like even there are specific journalists out there that are, that every time they write, it's about the issues with black men. And I think the reason why it's not a big deal is because we realize that those issues are valid. <laughs> So it's not like it's not it's not that it's not being done. It's just that we don't care as much. And and that and that I don't think we we sh- I don't think we should do it to black ladies, but it's definitely it's definitely happening. And I think we should to be honest with you, I think black women are all out of grace. But I think black men should have more grace and more respect for the women in their community than to add to their problems by like voicing these unintelligent opinions and throwing them out there and kicking and joking about them. You, you know, it's, I, think, I think that's the thing. But back to Trudy real quick. Trudy, the guys that you've been talking about when you're talking about Trudy's Corner, are these guys black? Uh, yes. Trudy, why are you talking so bad about black men? <laughs> Trudy. See what I'm saying? I mean, I, my, my dating history, with the exception of one, um, one person, have all been black. He was, was he white? So it's just, yes, he was a white. He was a white. What was, what was his name? Hey, ooh. What was his Brad. name? Oh, it was Brad. Wow. I'll tell, okay. I'll was, is that a real name, Trudy? No, it really is. I'll tell you guys exactly who after the pod, but I can't on the pod. Okay. So, so let me tell you something. Tell me about, before we move on to Sticky Banks, tell me about your relationship with Brad. How was it? Oh. it was short-lived um <laughs> i when you know it was in college in one of my down periods of not dealing with the person i dealt with when i was in college um yeah. and it was a whole it was a completely a complete change of pace 
Um, he was super, super nice, but I found him to constantly try to prove that almost like talking shit about white people. And it was like weird. To like, I don't know if he was trying to like connect. Um, he like emphatically told me how much he did not like white women, was not, was not attracted to white women. And it just like got really weird to me. Like, I don't know if know. that, it, it, obviously he had all, all expressive black, which was fine. But he just, it was, it was strange. I started to wonder if I was like a fetish and like, Mm. I, I mean, I think I was a fetish because shortly after that, um, he went to a different school and he, where he ended up dating a white girl who he may still be together with today. I don't really know because I haven't checked, but oh. it was really strange. So you went out there and you were dating Massachusetts's most wanted. <laughs> and like you couldn't, you couldn't, you uh, couldn't handle it. B Rat Glugman, yeah. oh my god, <laughs> you actually dating B Rat? Not dating B Massachusetts. <laughs> you were dating B Rat Glugman. Oh, is that who it was? B Rat. No, B-Rad. but I really, I will tell you guys at the pod. Like you're gonna be like, what? Um, but yeah, no, it was. And then I was like, for all this, like I might as well be dealing with the niggas. So I know, <laughs> might as you well. As well. <laughs> All right, <clears throat> Sticky Bangs. I feel you. Okay. TikTok, TikTok user Duna Golly. She posted a video of her blonde hair and a ponytail, and two full strands of baby hair styled on her forehead. They had baby hair were down. She called it Sticky Bangs. Give me the audio. So I've been doing this hairstyle for the past two days, and I'm just a little bit obsessed with it. Yeah. So I decided I'm gonna make it a trend. I'm gonna call it Sticky Bangs, and I love it. So basically, she got baby hair. She and laid down her edges. She laid down her edges and she called it sticky bangs. I don't see the problem. Man, no. I'm not, I'm not, I can't. I don't see I'm the issue. I'm not going to entertain this. You do see the issue. I don't. She called okay. it, she, she, she invented some new shit on y'all. This whole <laughs> I time. Can't, I can't <laughs> so have she, a discussion about this. She, if she, you she, be all this bullshit. <laughs> she she invented some she invented some new shit on y'all. Trudy. Oh, she did? She, so you ain't she never seen somebody lay their edges before? I ain't Ever. never seen it called sticky bangs. Okay, rename sticky sticky culturally appropriated. So what? So what was it? And Trudy or Donnie, help me with this. What was it that they called cornrows? They changed the name. Oh, they anybody them, box, um, boxer, boxer braids. braids yeah. Boxer braids. Kim Kardashian boxer braids. That's what they were called. I mean, box braids is already a thing. So when you change, no, no, they said box braids. boxer braids. Boxer braids. Oh, oh boxer. So braids. when you yes, change the name, they called boxer braids. So when you change the name, does that make it something new, Van? We've been on we've been on this, nigga. We've been on this shit. Let's keep it all the way gangster. This is the shit we've been on. Nigga, Coke comes out, boom. Change one little molecule in that bitch. Pepsi. See what I'm saying? Shit oh, be coming out, nigga. Barks. Barks. I was about to say, barks, barks, about to say <laughs> crack. Crack. <laughs> you said, Same shit. You said, like, look, you said, that's what we did, said, though. Man, Coke been on that cocaine. Out. I was going to say, crack. <laughs> Crack. <laughs> oh, Cliff, nigga. Oh, Cliff. So you, shit, shit changes and evolves. It changes. You know, they had coke. We got crack. Y'all got your edges laid down. They got sticky bangs. Sticky bangs all over the motherfucking world. Donnie Beach, I'm coming straight from the dungeon. I'm telling you straight up. I, when I saw this, when, like, when I saw this, I laughed so hard. And the reason why I laughed so hard is because I know that this child is trolling. I don't believe this child. I don't well, believe she this said child. it was. She said it was a joke. I don't but, believe that. 
I don't believe this child. I don't believe this. This this child is this child is trolling. Uh, she said it was literally so. a joke, and that she was being dumb in the moment. She's gonna call it sticky bangs, but I think there's a deeper issue here, and obviously the deeper issue is of cultural appropriation. But look how fed the fuck up we are. We are so fed up. This this like this girl laid her edges. I guarantee you right now she could walk through South Baton Rouge and get the same edges snatched out. If they see her, <laughs> she an enemy now. She an op. We are so She's fed not. up with white people's shit as it re- relates to us. So fed up. Rachel, will it ever end? So you're saying we probably normally would just ignore this. We'd be like, look at her. She she's we wild, feel like but we feel like we can't ignore it, right because as soon as we ignore that's what it, I'm right? saying yeah like, we, we were wrong. I was we was in a movie theater yesterday to, to to watch the Batman which I've seen twice which is great which you guys are not gonna like but I thought it was great I've already seen it so stop. did you like it I actually did I didn't wait okay let's just detour for a second I did not admit when I walked out first of all it's too long I think we can all agree on that but when I walked out. I I was comparing it to The Dark Knight, which I just think is absolutely incredible. But then when I separated, this is where I'm not a blurred and I don't understand this. When I realized that we're meeting Batman before Dark Knight era, the beginnings of Batman, before he becomes, he's not like the Christian Bell, you know, like suave Bruce Wayne. I said, okay, I understand it. The special effects are insane. It's amazing. Zoe Kravitz, incredible. What took her so long to be? What it's crazy. It took her so long to be Catwoman. She's she's so meant for this role. Cats. When I started when I started to separate it, then I was like, I was like, this movie's incredible. Okay, so there's only there's only a couple things with that. Number one, Batman Begins is actually the beginning of Batman. So there's actually a Batman that we have from the very first time he went out. Okay, but he's not. He's not. For example, and this is not giving the movie away to anybody who's listening to this. Spoilers. I did not realize as somebody who is not that well-versed in DC. I did not realize that when you, that Batman always painted his face black under the mask. Right. When they remove the mask, they normally remove all the black makeup underneath. Uh-huh. In this movie, it's a darker side. He's awkward. He's weird. He's so, he's so, he's not great socially. Yeah. That to me is a beginning Batman. So yeah, Batman Begins might've been the beginning of it, but, but Christian Bell was still cool. That's not what Robert Pattinson brings to this role. I appreciate it's a take. even even the detective part, the how we're seeing like That's the, the detective nature of it and why yeah. he's so close with Gordon and all of right. that. Like I like I learned to appreciate that kind of stuff. Let me tell I don't you want to give too much away, but so I mean, Batman Begins is about the beginning of Batman. This movie I feel like is a better movie about uh a year or two the Batman beginning. because because he struggles yeah. so much. Like the other mm-hmm. Batman had been been like uh, trained by the League of Assassins, or the, the the League of Shadows, shall I say. And because of all of that stuff, he had so many more skills than our guy has now. So it's different. It, it, it's 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 good. The, the movie's good. The movie's good. I enjoyed it. I enjoyed it. it, it it's different. Dark Knight is obviously a perfect film. Uh, it's different. The thing about Batman and his makeup is just because they would always get that wrong. Obviously, you could see that he had the black makeup, but when he take it off, and it would be gone. That's actually fucked up on the movie's parts. This one stayed more true to form. 
Uh, it was great. I can't believe I can't remember why I brought up the Batman. What were we talking? about? I don't about? either. I don't either. Donnie, what the <laughs> fuck were we talking about? Yeah, we went from Sticky Bangs to Batman. I don't. I don't. Yeah. I don't know. S- sticky Bangs, Batman. What cultural, the fuck? cultural, cultural appropriation. Cultural appropriation, Sticky Bangs. But how did this have to do with Batman? I can't remember. What we were, were fed <laughs> up. We're fed up. We're with fed it. up. Um, we're, we're, like we're fed up in it. We were in the Batman. Hold on. We're, you we're brought fed. up the. Batman. You said you saw Batman yesterday. You were you went on a tangent. You said yesterday you saw Batman for the second time. I saw Batman for the second time. I can't remember what the fuck the point was. Does anybody remember what the point was? No, no, no. You only know the point, man. It was your point. You were going to make it. You started talking about Batman, and then I said, "I've seen it. Let's do a detour." I think I was and so astounded by the fact that you were talking so unbelievably knowledgeable about good, the Batman right? so that you lobotomized me. Fuck it. Fuck sticky. Put bangs. me on the reverse. Put me on the I, reverse. I, I guess I, I guess have to interview I, them. I, oh, this is this is what I was saying. I remember now. So during the Batman, um, I saw the the trailer for the Elvis movie came up. The Elvis movie which looks oh, fantastic. You don't want to see the Elvis movie. The Elvis movie, all. which looks fantastic. Every time I think about Elvis, right, I think, damn, niggas got it hard. Every single time I think about Elvis, like, niggas, we do something and we shake. Don't nobody swing no dick uh, better than us. We get up there, we swing around, swing our hips. <laughs> White boy do it. He's the greatest of all time. Never been seen before. Like, yeah. you saw, like, you saw the, the girls are just going nuts. He's the best ever, right? And so I think that so much of this has happened to us that there's never going to be a time where we feel completely okay sharing culturally with white people anymore. I wonder if that time is coming. I wonder if there's a time where we're going to be like, yes. And because no. it used to be, you don't think it's coming. You don't think it's going to happen. No, for what? Like what gives us hope? We're, we're constantly fighting certain things that are happening in this country. So now all of a sudden we're going to be like, we're gonna let, we're but gonna sometimes we, but, but sometimes we like it when white people do the shit that we do. If a white boy like can what? dance, if a white boy can that's rap. That's the only. That's the we we stay just being in awe of a white person with rhythm, like we just lose our minds. You know what I mean? When uh, Baker Baker, Baker uh, what's his last name? His last name. Oh my god, I'm not okay. Baker Mayfield. Thank you. I was gonna call him Mansfield. Baker Mayfield starts dancing. Oh my gosh. It's like we've never seen it before. You guys, there are white people with rhythm. Like, can we move past that, please? A white person raps. It's so, you know, like groundbreaking. Question Are you an Elvis fan? Uh, he's cool. I used to watch Elvis movies when I was a kid. I'd like I like Elvis a little bit. Um, I don't get it. I don't get it. You don't get what? Elvis? I don't get the you know like don't I guess do the body and go to jail. you don't you, but it's you like it's it's other people's song you know what i mean i only like fool's russian it's really the only other song that mm-hmm. i actually like uh-huh. were you about to sing it go you don't like a little less conversation no a little less conversation he lo- a little no he just gets out of it's weird he gets out of like control and it. it's like he loses himself <laughs> in it. I just, it's weird you know what that the is? progression the progression of that song is weird yeah. to me you know what that is that's the what? nigga jumping out of him. That's what it is. No, it's not. I never. It I don't is. see it. So the nigga jumping out of him. Elvis is like. It's, it's the. So what Elvis has really done is he's trapped nigga spirits inside of him. Whose spirits? And Whose spirits would you say the spirits that of he all stole the, the most? 
Whose spirits like, did he steal? The Elvis most? was one of the monsters. He stole the spirit of uh, the spirit of Muddy Waters. He stole the spirit of Jackie Wilson. You know, he stole Chuck all of these. Berry. Spi- stole Chuck, Chuck Berry. Well, Chuck was still alive, but, <laughs> Chuck but he just took died. It. He, took he still he still took he his took spirit. Him. Took he yeah. did just took his spirit. Also took his touring audience. So he did all of this <laughs> stuff, and, and he, it was inside of him. They trying to get free. I should write that. I should. <gasps> okay, I helped you. Don't say anymore. Say no more. Keep it to yourself. Keep Whoa, it to yourself. Where's my notepad? Whoa. Keep it to yourself. Let's put it on pause. Send yourself a voice note. Keep it to yourself. Kind of been done with Get Out. I see. But still I could see be where you're done. Go- I see kind where you're going with it. With get out, Write it down. Write it down. Still could, still could be done. Okay, I got it. Write it down. Write it down. This it. is a good yeah. idea. This is a really good idea. <laughs> it's a great idea. We came up with it. All right, is this fucked up? Um, okay. From the New minds York. of Rachel Lindsay. And- <laughs> From the minds of Rachel Lindsay and Van Lathan. New York activists filed a complaint to stop merchants on Amazon from selling white privilege cards. Activists are calling on Amazon to remove what they are calling racist paraphernalia from its online shops. They say they are outraged about a white privilege card. Trump's everything, member since birth and good through death. It's in the shape of a credit card. And it's being sold on Amazon in 5, 10, 15 packs labeled, labeled as gag gifts. One of the reviews on Amazon from seller, seller brand QASW states, my husband loves whipping out his card everywhere and everyone loves it. All kinds of people. Everyone wants to know where they can get them. And this always opens up the conversation for the current administration's attitude and opinion. Interesting. The activists have also filed a complaint with the New York Commission on Human Rights, Reverend Kevin McCall, uh, has said has had a lot to say about the car. Said Amazon should not be selling anything like this. They should not be selling Black History. Nobody. They're, they're saying that if you buy this card, you get special privilege. No one is special privilege in this country. We are all equal. Uh, said McCall. Said they were no longer. They would continue to fight until the cards are no longer being sold. I don't think I understand this. Yeah, uh, Donnie, Trudy, everyone, jump in. Is this something that like? is to poke fun at white people or is this something that racist white people are trying to sell? I don't think I quite get this. What's, what's going on I guess on I here? got it from the racist side, but you guys... I think it's it. open for interpretation. Like, it's a card that says white privilege. So the card is acknowledging that white privilege exists, which I think racists like to deny. But uh, it's a card that you hold out that says, hey, I've got white privilege. It trumps everything. I've been a member since birth and it's good through death. And uh, But who are you showing it to? That's, Who are you whipping it out and showing it to? You know what I mean? That's like in a club, it, it, to us, to it, I, I don't, I don't. To me, it's I, I don't know how to. Take where do this. you? Where does the gag gift come up? Where does a card like this come up? What happens? Where is it? Like what you 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 show this card where? Because I'm trying to figure out if I would be offended if someone presented me with that card as a joke. Because because well, because to Donnie's point, it, it almost is like the joke's on you, stupid bastard. We keep trying to tell look you. Look who's holding it. Look who's holding look. the card. It's a black man. Now, see, here's the deal. If a black man holds <laughs> that card, then it's a funny joke. <laughs> it's a black man saying? holding the card on Amazon. Yeah. If a black man has the card, then it's a funny joke. Because then it's like maybe there's some sort of card or line of credit that we can get into to give us the same privileges as white people. I really don't know whether or not this is the first is this fucked up that I really don't know whether or not it's fucked up. I don't have a vote. 
uh, maybe people should vote. Maybe the dreaded Reddit should vote on whether or not it's 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 fucked up. I don't know whether or not this is fucked up or not. I think it's a joke, and if it's got a black man holding the card, it's supposed to be like we. If we hold the cards, then we're okay. Like this is the only way we're gonna have that type of privilege. I guess that's what it's saying. It says this card grants its barrier happiness and success. Because it's the color of your skin and not the choices you make. Did you read this? And not the choices you make that determine your abilities to be successful. See? So we can all have we can all have this privilege if we have this card. That's what it's saying. The card holder's name is Scott Free. <laughs> <laughs> so let's let, let's it's vote. A joke. Is this fu- is this fucked up, Trudy? Oh man, why do I have the first vote? Um do I not know? Can I know who the creator of the card is? If it's a black person, it's not fucked up. If it's a white person, it's fucked up. I'm sorry. I accept it. Uh, Donnie's Dungeon. I don't think it's fucked up. I think it's it's fucked up in the eye of the beholder. Right. Yep. Uh, I'll say no. Rach, what do you say? It depends who's holding the card. It depends. Isn't it always the case? Yep, it depends who's holding the card. Let me look at some of these reviews. Let me see if there's anything really popping. Amazon also sells uh, official race cards, I see. You can pull a, a race card, and that one is is black instead of white. Oh, oh no, that's kind of funny. That's like somebody fucked pulling up. your card. No, that's wait, up. I, what? That's I, fucked up. I think I get Let's it. look at all the most racist shit that Amazon has. Wait, right what? I said, listen, this person on the review says, I bought this card because the leftist said it would help me get out of tickets and get free stuff. Oh, no, it's, this, it's fucked up. I'm sorry. This was a lie. A cop will still give you a ticket for speeding. Uh, nah. Who, <laughs> is the, who, are the creators, who are the creators of the card? I feel like that is where you really figure out if it's fucked up or not fucked up. I'm looking at, Amazon has its fair share of racist shit. I'm not gonna lie. Like it, Amazon has its fair share of racist shit. <laughs> what did you type in so Amazon stupid. to even find it? Just like I, I, I put racist on there. It's just different <laughs> shit. KKK costumes. Listen, this product is number KKK seven costumes. in business cards on I Amazon. I should have thought of it. I'm going to invent some shit like that. Number seven. <sighs> All right. Look, guys. Um, this is it. It's over. No more podcasts for today. Uh, <laughs> I got to tell you guys something, though. We're really getting into our groove here at Higher Learning. You We're feel really, it? Yeah, man. We're getting into our groove here. We're, uh, we're moving on. The train is on the tracks. Like I personally think that as we... Don't fucking listen to people. The better we go, the more we go, the more we say, fuck the haters. The better off we'll be. So all of us, we should all say, fuck the haters. On right? three? One, two, three. Fuck, fuck the haters. The <laughs> Ready. <laughs> you know what? You know we're just what? Joking. Just All right, take your thing caps off, but do not stop learning. We are going to come back and update you guys in the situation on you in Ukraine when we come back. I will I will like to say this in a very serious note. I've heard everyone's opinions uh on Twitter 
about the calling Ukraine the Ukraine. I've heard it. I'm not too pig-headed to listen to it. I understand what it means for the sovereignty of the people uh, of Ukraine and how dropping that the is so important. And I'm going to make sure that as much as I can, um, every single time that I speak with precision um, and with accuracy on who uh, the people are and what it is that they are going through. All right. So I would like to apologize for having said the Ukraine when I said the Ukraine. I would like to apologize for that. Okay. Uh, I am Van Lathan Jr. I'm Rachel and Lindsay. And we are out. Bye.